0: Hey, Travelpreneurs, Nicole here, how are you? So welcome to the relaunch of the Hey Travelpreneur podcast. I am so, so, so excited to kick this very first episode of the relaunch off with my dear friend, Catherine Storing. Catherine talks about her love for words, books, writing and storytelling and how you can use the art of storytelling in your business to move forward, to connect with, to engage with and to convert clients or convert your audience into paid clients i'm super excited for this episode and i also want to ask you a favor before we begin if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already done so and also please share with your friends share with people who you know would enjoy this episode and this podcast thank you so much now let's get started welcome to the hey travelpreneur podcast your go-to for real-world travel marketing tips and strategies to help you create the thriving travel business you've dreamed of. And now your host, Nicole Barrett. All right, so hi folks. We're here with Katherine Storing, a content monetization strategist. I love that name. And Amazon best-selling author of about you're saying 20 to 21 books because you've lost count, right? I sure Yeah. Did <laughs> So I'm going to have Catherine just tell you a little bit about herself, but uh, from what I know about Catherine, I've known her for a little while now, and it has been an amazing journey as not just a friend, but as a great entrepreneurial, um, motivational friend uh, is what I'm loving about her. And also too, as a certified life coach and a certified Christian mentor, I have found myself going to her for so many different things, uh, you know things that are a part of life and things that are part of business, but I'm going to let her tell you about herself. Go ahead, Catherine.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm like a kid. I'm so excited to talk to you because every time we talk, (laughs) great things happen. Thank you for having me on your podcast. So like you uh, so eloquently said, all those things are true about me. Uh, But at the end of the day, if I have to say one thing is I'm a teacher. And I believe in giving back and sharing all the things that I have learned and I have paid over a hundred thousand dollars to learn what I know and I'm not shy to share it.
0: That's fantastic. And that's the part about investing in yourself, right? That is fantastic. So I should also mention that uh, you have been a TEDx speaker twice, not once, but twice. Um, So tell us about that. So I know a lot of what you talk about is storytelling, which is why we have you here on the podcast today. Um, my, my audience have heard me talk a lot about using stories in their content to attract and to connect with, but more importantly to convert their clients. And I know, uh, one, maybe both of your Ted talk was about storytelling. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So TEDx is, is amazing, awesome, terrifying thing that I have put myself through twice because I did not know that I was a thrill sticker. But I, say, I think every entrepreneur at some point, in some way, is a thrill seeker because every day is different. You never know what's going to happen. No kidding. Second. It's so crazy. So the first, I always um, love to use stories to tell, to teach something as opposed to just teach it straight up because it's not as exciting. So the first one I talked about what beauty is and how it begins from the inside out. And I told the stories of growing up in the Caribbean and not being accepted because of the way that I looked. And that was very cathartic for me to be able to kind of come out and talk about that and talk right. about how it plays into how you see yourself and how others see you. And then a few weeks ago when I did my second one, I talked about how to build community and how you can connect with people. Community is Everyone that we come in contact with, even the person that makes our latte uh, at Starbucks is part of our community. How do we connect with that? And of course, I also told stories for every point that I was teaching.
0: Right. And and I think that's where um, I really connected with you because the first time we met, you were talking about using stories in travel. And this was um, when I last year when I was just in the in the beginning stages of starting my business. And, you know, I remember I was sitting at the table and you were like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a travel marketing specialist. And you're like, no, you're not. <laughs>
1: Oh, I forgot that. I am so, and I love the fact that you're also an island girl. So you get the boldness because I'm yes. have gotten mad about it, but I think you got my point on what, how I meant it. I got I'm your point. You
0: look me straight in the face, just meeting me five minutes ago. You're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, okay, I guess you know me. But you know, that has helped me over the past several months to kind of come into you know, being a storyteller in terms of how I talk with my with my clients, right? So uh, I was listening to a podcast when I was getting ready this morning to talk to you. And the podcast was uh, Jan Murray's podcast. She's a marketing specialist based in the UK. And she was talking to someone about, um, you know, using when you're talking to a client and when you're trying to sell a product. And we, you and I were talking about this yesterday. I'm sure you're going to touch on it. Uh, storytelling versus story selling, Right. And when you're talking to someone and, and instead of selling them something, asking them the questions that's going to lead to them switching from the intellectual to the emotional. Right. And a lot of my audience, you know, we're mainly uh, travel agents and travel professionals. That's one of the things is you want to lead them from the intellectual to the emotional. And that is what you do with your clients, too. So um, let me. Let me first say that I I you also just wrote your twenties twentieth or twenty-first book. You don't know. You've written so many <laughs> that you don't know. Um so but the book is called Teach Your Easy. And um I was really, really blown away by this book. Thank you for sending me. This is my Actually, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this is my very first advanced copy of any book.
1: Mm, yay! It feels great.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for sending me the advanced You're copy. Awesome. I felt super important. Um, but one of the things that stood out to me was your your formula um, for teaching your easy. So, But well, before I get into that, tell me a little bit about the book and what drove you to write that book.
1: Oh my God. So I, I have to say that whenever I need to learn something, I cry to God and I say, please send me somebody, please, that will show me how to do this. And I should learn because every time I do that, he's like, okay, you're going to be that person and you're going to teach other people. So I should just stop asking for him to send me people because that's what happens. So when I started writing books in 2015, I right away I knew that the author needs to teach their book. Right. writing the book is not enough. So I was looking for someone, literally, I was looking and I couldn't find someone that taught people how to teach other people their book. And I was looking, figured out myself how to do it and I couldn't figure it out. So I forgot about it and I continued to write books like I used to do. I don't do that anymore. And um, I stumbled, believe it or not, onto this last August. I went to a conference to change my life, and in that conference, one of the speakers said something in one minute that showed me exactly how to do it. He just said one sentence, and that sentence became what it is today: the ten-step formula to teach or easy. Right. And. I- and then the, the way that I was reminded was I was reading a book that I really, really like, but the book is meaty. I mean, this thing is advanced and I was, re, I was reading it and I'm like getting overwhelmed at times. It was well written, really good, but it was way, really meaty. And I got mad at the author. I'm like, he has my email address. He has not contacted me. He has not told me how I can digest this from him. Immediately I was like, wait a minute, that's it. That's what I have been looking for. And by the way, I created it already. So that's how the book came to be.
0: So, so essentially uh, what we're talking about here is there are so many, we have so much knowledge and information. We already know enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. With some of the things that we know, but we take it for granted and believe that other people know how to do that already. Other people know the ten you know best places to see in England. Other people, and that's one of the things that you talked about in your book. That was one of the examples that you gave, right? And I loved it. I'm gonna go to it right now so I can. I don't want to misquote you, and I want. I want to say it. I do not want you to say it because I loved it. <laughs> so you know, it was just you're like, well, I've never been to England, but I would love to know you know, the five must places, five best, five must visit places while in London. Or I thought this one was very interesting. The top places to buy gifts in London, right? So I was talking with a client uh, yesterday we were talking about how to narrow down. And I think I had this conversation with you yesterday too, how to narrow down uh, what you know. So taking your frequently asked questions and breaking it down, right? And it's not just general. It's not the top five places to see in London, but it's also where do you buy the get best gifts, right? Where do you get the best beer? You know, just little things like that. Um, so I thought that was very interesting, and that kind of plays into your formula as well. So let's start. Uh, let's start with uh, number one in the formula in basically teaching your easy. Um, and showing people what you know. So the who, the, the who and the what. So you say, uh, figure out the who and what you want to teach. So tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so that's something that I wish that I known earlier. Uh, and I always, I'm, I always give a disclaimer, please know that what I teach comes from years of doing the wrong thing. And right. so I know the wrong way and I, know, I, and I know the right way because I have done the wrong way. If right. you write a book and you don't know who the book is for, it's like if I'm a doctor and I begin to write a book for lay people, but I use all the terms and all the names of the surgeries that everybody has. Like a heart surgery is not called heart surgery, right? right. So if you're writing a book for lay people, you're going to say heart surgery. But if you're writing that book for surgeons, you're going to be very specific about the ventricles, about everything. Right. So the mistake that many authors make is they don't know the people, the audience that they're speaking to, they write a book thinking that anybody's going to relate to it and Mm -hmm. you can insult people if you are speaking down to them, even though you don't mean to, because you used the wrong terms because you didn't even know who the audience was.
0: Right. So it's basically uh, reaching people where they are at the level where they are at to use, you know, very uh, inconclusive grammar, but to basically reach people where they are. Um, And this goes back to uh, an avatar, right? So in your book as well, you talk about the avatar and uh, for the people in my course and people who, are, who, who you know, have heard me talk about this, finding your avatar, aka your ideal client, is amazing. So what I do with my clients is I have them fill out an avatar slash ideal client awareness form. You know, what is your client thinking? What are they hearing? What are they saying? And then I have them use those words to speak directly to their clients, So use their client's words or their audience's words right back at them. Because again, you're switching to the emotional. So finding uh, who your ideal client is, is what you're saying. And then speaking to them at a level where they are is absolute key. You'd agree with that.
1: I will. And that will actually isolate who you're not working with. Right. Many people, because we're nice, most people are nice, unless they're psychopaths or sociopaths. But most people are nice. (laughs) And they want to help as many people as they can. So I have worked with people. They say my book is for everybody. And then I have to stop them and say, no, your book is not for everybody. Because if your book is for everybody, your book is for nobody. Exactly. So
0: kind of like how if your services that you offer is for everybody, then it's for nobody. So you kind of really have to narrow down. And for, for travel agents, that is... Um, is it luxury? Is it romance? Is it yes. romance? a little bit oh of God. both, you know, or a little bit of all of that? And if it is everyone, then what area do you specialize in? Is it Caribbean? Is it Europe? Like let's narrow it down because if you are for everyone, and I like what you said about once you know who you're for, then you know who you are not for, right? Yes. So even with me, you know, when I launch a course, I say, Well, this course is for you if you are this this and that and this course is not for you if you are this this and that because you what you want at the end of the day is uh success right so you can get
1: testimonials am i right right and the thing is abundance right i need to say that abundance there is plenty of people the one what you have there is enough the pool is large enough so you don't have to worry about narrowing down it's like I was I was in 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 the market for something and somebody was trying to sell me something and she said one word and she lost me and she Mm -hmm. didn't even know this but she said oh it's so affordable cause she thought that was something that I was looking for. That was not the key of what I was looking for. Right. She didn't even know who her audience was. Maybe her audience are people that are looking for an affordable experience. Well, right. you're you're in that in the, in that industry in the travel right. industry. You know what affordable means,
0: of course, cause affordable and value are very relative. Affordable to me and value to me may be different. Than affordable and value to you, and what a lot of people make the mistake of when they're selling, including in the travel industry, is selling with from their own bank account. Yes. It is, you know, I can't afford it, so I would never attempt to even sell that to a client because I thought I think that is ridiculously overpriced.
1: Right. Or um, the, yeah, the, or the mindset, or like even the words that they use.
0: Right. Oh. Right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. All right. So speaking of words that they use and uh, telling stories to connect with clients, let's go to uh, one of the other points in your formula is storytelling. Mm-hmm. So tell me, how can travel agents and people in the travel industry use storytelling to uh, attract and connect with their Uh, audience and then eventual clients
1: oh my god that's a big one for me because i'm a traveler i could travel every month happily which is why i think we get along so well yes what many travel agents do they're well-meaning they're not i don't want them to think that that there's something wrong with them they're well-meaning so they begin to list out very boringly all the features all the things Mm. that are included um, in a cable package Oh my gosh, I
0: want to stick a pin right there because that's something I was listening to this morning. It was like, uh, one of the things they talked about is um, no one cares about your features. No one cares about how long you've been in business. No one cares what your office looks like or sound like. What they care about is, can you help me get the value of what I need? Get, can you help me get what I need?
1: Right, right. So the features are not going to sell anybody. That's something that I can read afterwards. And I will. But first, get me to Cabo.
0: Right.
1: Transport me to Cabo. And how do you do that? You have to talk to me like you're in Cabo. And hopefully the travel agent has been to Cabo, has been watching movies about Cabo, um, pictures about Cabo. It doesn't really matter. But when you speak to me, I want to feel like I have been transported to Cabo and all I have to do is hit the button and get my credit card and get my little behind there because he did a really good job at showing me the waves, right. showing me how the, how the weather is perfect, showing me how it will feel like to wake up in that bed now you can talk about our bed and no, our mattresses are firm and great. And we have thousand count uh, thread, uh, um, <laughs> thousand thread count uh, pillows and right. sheets. Or you can say, imagine waking up to the sound of waves right. in the, on the bed that is, that is very, very soft and it's facing the ocean. And all you have to do is take your feet off the bed and walk off the balcony and you can see and smell the ocean. Perfect. That's very different
0: that's different turning features into emotions is very different because what you're selling is a transformation yes it's not the process right so yes. that's a, that's a really good point uh, but before you can leave the, even sell the, the the transformation or the emotion first you got to figure out how the problem is, what the problem is right? So um, what exactly are they looking for? And that comes from asking a series of questions. So how do you diagnose what the problem is by asking certain questions? Or in in, in a travel agent situation, um, the problem could be the need, right? Right. Why are they reaching out to you? What are they looking for, basically? So how do you diagnose
1: So you can you, want, you know my father used to do that. that gets me in trouble sometimes and it's gonna stop getting me in trouble is assuming okay I'm not gonna assume anymore because we know what happens when you and I have yes, right? yes. so you can somebody walks into your into your actual travel agency or your virtual one and they come and they say they want to go to Cabo or they want to go to Mexico let's say they want to go to Mexico. Don't assume that they want to go to Cancun. Don't assume that they just have $500 and want to go to Mexico. You have to let them tell you what they want because many times we cut ourselves at the legs because we don't even let them tell us that they just won the biggest contract ever and they're looking for an experience. They want to propose to their girlfriend and want to have an experience to remember. So you let them tell you. They will tell you. Talk to them. On social media, ask questions. Right. talk about where you have been let them know what you're able to do and always invite them to tell you so if you listen long enough they mm-hmm. will tell they will sell themselves they'll tell we'll you exactly themselves. what they want yes. and it is their and it is their job their travel agency's job to say based on what you say what you just told me i think that this is the most amazing property you don't have to talk about price price okay. never has never been a problem that, and should, this be one last, that, that should be I the last. Yeah. I want to learn that price is never the problem. You, right. need to, you need to give me what I want, and it is up to me to decide if I deserve that much. And right. then, if, if, if I don't think that, if that's too much, then we come down. down. But it's always perfect. It's perfect. easier to start from the top. Mm -hmm. And it is much harder to go from the bottom to the top. It's just nearly impossible.
0: And that's one of the things I talk about all the time is start at the top when you're you're pricing and when you're quoting a price. Because if you start at the top and there isn't a price objection, then you have a little bit of leeway to work your way down. But if you start at the bottom because you feel this is overpriced and you wouldn't pay that much, Then if you start at the bottom and you offer the lowest price and and there's a price objective, there's nowhere nowhere to go from there. So that's what, and you said something earlier, um, talking, you know, asking questions and letting people tell you what they want. It's kind of like when you go to a doctor's office, right? Um, And they are sitting there, you go there with an ankle ache, your, your ankle aches, and they are asking you all these series of questions. They're not talking fast. They're just sitting there with their notepad and they're taking notes and they're going mm hmm mm hmm mm hmm and they're letting you talk because they want to diagnose the problem instead of walking and be like, oh yeah, you got an ankle problem. Let me put a little band around. Let me put a you know a wrap around it and you can go go home. Don't diagnose the problem before you hear what they have to say.
1: Oh my God! So I remember years ago I was in college. I went to the walking clinic. Um, because I was sick and I walked in and I was stuffed off. My nose was red and I walked in and he said, okay, I'm going to give you antibiotics. You're going to feel better in three days. And I'm like, well, actually I'm not here for that (laughs) because I sounded a certain way. And I looked a certain way. I mean, that will preach right there. You need to be careful. Don't judge people by what they look like. Right. Or what they sound like. Because someone that may come down with shorts, with flip-flops, that person can be a millionaire. Right, right. You could become their favorite favorite travel agent that will book all of their luxury vacations. So I think Mm -hmm. it is important to let them speak. Don't assume Just because of what you see or even what they say, because oftentimes someone will say, I need to rest. I need to relax. That doesn't mean that they don't care about the luxury.
0: Right. that That doesn't mean that they don't don't want a day to to go overboard and party one night either. Right? Right. Yeah. Resting can be having fun and fun looks different for different people, right? That's the T right there. That's the T right there. All right, so the next step, uh, or not the next step, but one of the steps in your in your uh, formula, we're not gonna go over all of them because if you want all of them, buy the book. But um, <laughs> we'll go over uh, another one is, let's talk about the vehicle, right? Mm. So, the vehicle is, now that you know who you're selling to, now that you know what you're selling, now that you, now you know how you're going to talk about it, the stories you're going to tell, you've diagnosed a problem of your avatar, which, by the way, let's talk about, before we get to the vehicle, because this is going to play right into that, let's talk about your your avatar. So mm-hmm. I've named my avatar, and for people hearing me say avatar, um, is avatar is not an, another word that is not a word that is highly used in the travel space. It is mm-hmm. becoming more... Um, popular now, but it is your ideal client. So right. let's talk about your ideal client. So your ideal client, her name is Faith. Yes. I also named my ideal client, her name no is No way! Yes, Allison with a Y. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. So it is very important to know um, how you're going to reach your ideal client, the vehicle yes. that you're going to to use to reach your ideal client, the problem that they're facing, and who you want to... Uh, serve. But before you do that, you have to know who your avatar is or who your ideal client is. So for your, your, her name is Faith right yep. she's 45 to 55 years old yep. um you know she has that she's had experience with some success already and you go on to talk about you know she's into fashion she's highly educated you even narrow down the car that she drives mm-hmm. right like that is fantastic you know and and you know she lives primarily in the southern united states like you have to go so specific right? Um, So that you know exactly the words that you use, that you need to use to attract your clients. So with that being said, now that you know who your ideal clients are, you know where they live, what they do, what kind of habits they have, how do you reach them? So in this day and age of like digital marketing, you know, Facebook, internet, the whole internet, uh, including Facebook, Instagram, all of that, uh, how, how do you decide the vehicle to reach your ideal client?
1: right so i want to say a a quick disclaimer that you should not get this out of a hat you should not just throw a dart and figure this out you figure this out by speaking by um going to conferences by giving value by selling something and by knowing who you want to work with like this again the word i think we're gonna i cannot keep up saying today is abundance right you need to know that's enough people that you want to work with that want to work with you And you have to get very clear on these are the people that I am called to serve because I speak their language because faith is me. Yeah. Now I'm not quite as all as that. I'm on my way, but I'm not quite as all as that, but they are versions of me, of faith. I know her. I don't have to assume anything. And because I know her, I know how she likes to learn. And not only do I know how she likes to learn, I know how I like to teach. So right. I just marry the two. And mm-hmm. That's why one of my books is how to marry. Uh, what is it called? Because I totally forget. How to marry your vocation to your calling. You need to know that you have to be authentic to who you are. If you notice in the book, the first part of the, the first chapter, it is scripture, and I'm right. not afraid of that. And, right. But it's not random scripture. It actually speaks to the person to empower them to receive. This is a very powerful book. I don't know if you noticed that. It is. It's, empowering. I want the person to know, listen, by the time you finish this thing, you are going to be dangerous. dangerous. You are finding yourself. You are amazing. If nobody ever told you that you read this, when you finish, you're going to like, you're going to stand up taller. Your chest is going to be puffed out and you're going to be, I'm a bad mama jama. Right. I'm ready to receive. Uh, right. Right. So once I knew all of that, I accept that my vehicle is video. No, hands down. I know the video is my friend. It is my thing. It's what I do. It's what I know. So when I'm going to teach something, yeah, I wrote the book, but guess what? I'm teaching the book um, on video. Right. I I have the audio version of the book as well. Why? Because I want to make sure that I I learn best by watching and doing, and I want to make sure that I give my audience, because abundance, I am giving them me in different forms. If you want to work out with me, you can take the audio version. If you want to travel with me and you don't want to take the book, you can have the digital version. If you want to watch, you can watch. Why? Because the vehicle doesn't have to be one. It can. That, that's for me. For you, it might be that you want to do written. Then you do written. You're written. Right? So and you got to right. accept
0: your vehicle. And you got to accept your vehicle, but you also have to know if if your ideal clients have access to that vehicle. yes. So if your vehicle is uh, doing webinars, you, your ideal client honestly have to be um, knowledgeable enough and have access to be able to sit in on a webinar, right? Or have flexibility or the time. Yes. And if your vehicle is Instagram, your clients need to be on Instagram. Right. right. Your vehicle is Facebook because my vehicle mostly, honestly, is social media. I, I tell you, right. Most of my clients come from social media. Right. And so what I do then is, you know, speaking of vehicles, I will drive them from social media, a.k.a. the biggest one for me is Instagram. Right. Um, and then I will then drive them from social media to another platform where I want to teach, which is, you know, Zoom, a Zoom webinar right. or a Facebook group. Uh, like the challenge that I'm doing um, at the time of this recording or even to my courses or to be able to, another really good thing. And this is what what I always, um, I'm often telling travel agents about is another vehicle should be driving people to book a call with you. If a complimentary call, obviously we're not talking about your, you know, your regular clients, because they, you know, they can pick up the phone and call you at any time. But for people who are just getting to know you drive that vehicle, to a free call like a calendly call, for example, right um, so again, you have to know where your people are, where to find them, and then drive them to uh, where you want them to be, and then once you have them there, then uh, you have to promote and that's one of the things of one of that's one of the the points in your formula yes. is promoting and ask questions and pay attention to what your future buyer is complaining about that's direct that's straight from your book um, what are they complaining about and then promote your services accordingly so tell me a little bit about that
1: oh my god so again i used to be guilty of this This is why i have so many books because i would write one book and after a month or so i would get bored with it and i would just go write another book and i would never touch that book again and that's why this is the year of teacher easy A whole entire year, 365 days of Teacher Easy. That's why I wrote this back in August, okay? And Mm -hmm. I didn't write anything else for myself since August, which to me is like, ah, painful, right? But because of that, I am on the third edition of this book because I've been teaching this since August. And since August, I've been taking questions and I've been noticing that people need it more. Hence, the third edition. None of my other books have editions because I was not with them long enough. Again, yeah. entrepreneurs love shiny objects. We are like dogs. We're like, oh, squirrel, we're gone. gone. Like any day, gone, <laughs> and forget what we were working on. So that's why I call it promote, promote, promote. Like three yeah. times I say it, because you need to tell people,
0: Things
1: you to selling. need to tell people, mm-hmm. this is not, th- th- don't worry, th- this is not broken, I'm saying it this many times, you need to tell people, there, there are things that I want to buy, that it is up to you to show it to me enough times that I have my wallet with me at the time that I see it, that I'm not driving my kid somewhere, that I'm not fighting with somebody, or that I'm not learning or teaching something. We are all busy. So it's not that people don't want your thing. The issue is that life is happening really fast Mm -hmm. and they're not at a place where they can stop, read your thing, or even they know they want it, grab their credit card and buy it. Right. You need to be disciplined enough to tell them where to get it and tell them enough times that they're like, okay, I need to buy this thing because it's been too long hmm. So basically
0: it, it is a process of being seen to be selling. Right. So if you have something, if you have a service or an offer, you need to put it out there as many times as possible. Because like you said, people aren't necessarily um, going to be able to buy right away. Yes. And the other thing, too, is you're nurturing the new people who just started following you. So you're nurturing them. You know, someone who doesn't really know you is not going to take out their credit card and say, "Let me buy your stuff right away." Right. They have to see you. They have to get to know you, and um, and that's not just to your website. They're going to Google you first and find you in social media uh, to be able to connect with you. So, um, speaking of that, uh, you talk about how to share your product, right? So uh, this is page ninety nine that I'm that I'm quoting from. Um, how to share your product, uh, marketing, uh, and relationship building. So um, you were talking about social media influencers, and I'll just read what you wrote here. Mm -hmm. You said they don't just post the products and brands they represent. No, they also show you glimpses of their lives and moments where they are human, like the time their face broke out with pimples, (laughs) or they got themselves locked out of their car or house, or when they overslept and missed their flight. Because, and I skipped the line here, uh, so you say, what do you, why do you think they do that? Because people are interested in people, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I often say that uh, businesses want to do business with other businesses. Yep. People want to do business with other people, yes. right? Yes. So in order for someone to know, like, and trust you, you kind of have to show them who you are. So why don't you tell them a little bit more about
1: that? Oh my God. Why do you think would I follow? So I don't know if you know that, I'm sure you know that J Lo got engaged. Okay. Oh,
0: I didn't get engaged
1: know. to A-Rod. Okay? Congrats to her. Yes, right. So I didn't follow J Lo or A-Rod. I do, I, I didn't li- like A-rod at all because obviously I'm from Boston and we have this yes. thing where you know Rex all the way and he was a Yankee, blah, 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 even though he's Dominican, which I didn't even know. I thought he was Puerto Rican, but that's another right. story. Yes. But these two people are business owners. These guys are beasts. I mean, they have so many companies, so many businesses. They are about it. But do you know that they share what they eat? They share their workout routine. And I am aware of all the things that they're posting. I haven't gone to any other events, but I know what's happening. I right. know what they're doing. I know that j has a workout um, uh, line and I'm into working out, so I'm I'm checking it out. Haven't bought it yet, but guess what? She wears it.
0: Right, she's and, she's, so, and she's nurturing you. So believe it or not, you're you're in her funnel.
1: I'm in her funnel, and yes. guess what? I will buy it. But if, if she didn't wear it, if she didn't show it to me, I wouldn't buy it. Right. The moment that her and a Rod, I'm sure they're gonna have a gym. I'm sure, I'm sure they're gonna have a working out program. I'm there, right. but they're not. They're not quote unquote selling it to me yet, but they are. They are, they're
0: story, story,
1: yes. they're story selling and they just went, they just went on vacation where they got engaged and I'm just looking at the views and I'm, listen, they're selling that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They're, right. they're showing me what's, possible. what's that's, possible. That's why I follow people that are where I want to be. You want to be, somebody said this and I, that's when I knew I was doing it right. Somebody said on social media, oh my God, I want her life. The moment she said that, I'm like, I'm doing a great job at showing my life. I'm not just saying buy my book, which I never ever do. Please don't ever, ever tell people buy this from me. Right. You are selling, but you need to add value, you need to teach something and give people the opportunity to buy something from you. You don't tell them buy my book. I mean, every time I hear that on my I'm getting on my DM, I just get irritated. <laughs> Teach, show the value, show them what the product can do, um, get all the people to tell people what right, the product can do. testimonials, right. Testimonials. And then if you have video, even better, because there's something about video, I'm telling you, and I love that you're doing that uh, go live challenge right now. People buy from people they know and trust. Mm-hmm. How do they know you? They see your face. You cannot, on social media, you show who you are. If right. you're paying attention, you're going to see who you are. I'm talking about my niece when I pick her up from school. I'm talking about um, me being silly. When I get caught, people see me dancing or singing. I talk about that. When my hair is a mess, I talk about that. So <laughs> it's Catherine as a whole. Who is Cat? Like what right. are all the aspects of her life? Yeah, she happens to write a whole bunch of books and she's a ghostwriter and all of those things. And she's really good at writing. But who is she as a person? What is she? Who is she? Well, is how, she?
0: How, how can I connect with her basically? Exactly. So um, funny you should say that because the, with the goal Live Challenge that's going on right now, I got some messages last night before I went to bed. So the challenge started on Monday. I gave the first challenge on Monday. Tuesday, as you know, Facebook was down. Um, which, you know, just messed everything up. So the second challenge didn't go live until, uh, yesterday. And at the time of this recording, we're talking about the week of, what is it? Week of March 13th, I think, or 12th, something like that.
1: Um, right.
0: So (laughs) we're in the first week of the go live challenge and the messages that I got last night was, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I did this because yesterday they, a few people, not few, several people actually went live for the very first time in their entire lives. and some some people did a recording and some people went live and it was kind of like how you know the same feeling that you and I had the very first time we did it the very first time I went live I just wanted to just delete it I wanted to just curl up in my bed you know with a glass of something and never come back out like that's how I felt and and so people a lot of people you know gave up their fear yesterday of going live and one of the the emails I got last night and I wish I had saved it was, I mean, I I have it, but I don't want, I saved it, but I don't want, I can't look for it right now. But it says something to the effect of, um, I am so glad I did that. And here's a message that I got from a client or someone from my audience immediately following that really validated the fact that I went live and she was like, and now all of a sudden she has a new lead. Right. And this is for a, a really great booking for her. I am so excited. Um, so again, You got to put yourself out there. You have to be seen to be selling, but promoting doesn't always mean buy my stuff. I can't tell you how many times I have seen uh, travel agents promote something on their Instagram feed you go to their Instagram feed and every feed, the first nine, you know, they talk about the first nine, the first nine or the the first 12 is promotions, you know, uh, $3,000 cruise. Uh, This resort is 50% off. And, Everything is promotion, promotion, promotion. You have to have some connection. Um, like you are talking about people getting to know you. You have to have some connection posts and some awareness posts. So fantastic, fantastic. Real life stuff is what you yeah. said. I highlighted that too. All right. So um, just I'm just going to highlight a couple of things here uh, towards, you know, um, that's in your book. And uh, number one is do the work. Yep. Right. Do the work. Um, because, you know, the magic that you're looking for is in the work that you're avoiding, Mm -hmm. right? People have to do the work. They have to be uh, held accountable, whether by themselves or by others, um, and sharing their story. And let's talk about vulnerability for a second. Uh, Let's talk about being vulnerable. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, social media has become this thing of everything is always perfect. I'm always happy. My kids always behave. My house is always clean. I never smell. <laughs> All these things is like, okay, so are you a human? Seriously? Yeah. Nothing yeah. is ever wrong. You're never upset. Okay. You need to show them that you're human. You need to talk about the days when you get up and your hair is a hot mess. You need right. to talk about when your kid got you so mad. You're talking about that. Like you start clapping <laughs> and, you're, and you know, we are. You I remember know. that day. You remember that day when my 13 year old got me so mad. I was yesterday. I was clapping. I'm like, I'm hey. clapping. I'm, and then sometimes, you know how, you know, my, my little saying, good morning. How are you? Yeah. I hope you're having an amazing day. Because I'm I Right. The other day I say, Hey, good morning. I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm choosing to say, I'm having an amazing day. That's a vulnerable moment right there if you're paying attention. I'm not saying I have a good day, but I'm choosing to say that I am speaking those things that are not as though they are. What does that mean? That people can tell, okay, there's some real things happening right now and she's making a decision and she's she's not lying to me. Yes. So you need to talk about it even when you're disappointed. I was talking about my TEDx talk, the second one. I, I did something. I say yes to an aspect of it that I did not want to, and then I pay the price for it. So I talk about it because I don't want other people to go through that as well. You need to know who you are. How are others going to learn if you don't tell them the real deal? I'm talking about when I quit my job and, and what things I would have done differently. Now mm-hmm. that I'm on the other side, right. not everything is butterflies and rainbows and everything. If you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have doors shut on your face, like facts. It's going to happen. You're going to have deals gone bad. You're going to have clients that need to pay the PETA tax. Nobody ever talks about that. And you know what that is? They're paying in the, you know what all those things. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's real. real talk. And, and in the
0: travel industry too, it's, it's a, not every trip that a travel agent take is perfect. It is not, oh, i just come back from the most amazing trip to Bali and here's what you need to know. Great. You've sold me on going to Bali. Your, your pictures are amazing. Right. However, I would love to see, you know, a little video or, or something, a write up of you saying, you know, when I got to Bali, I had, and I, you know, at, when I got to the airport, I had some challenges at the airport and here's what happened. However, Here is how I overcame it. Exactly. Right. Here is here are the things that happened. Here is how I dealt with it, and here is how you can deal with this if this ever happens to you. Now that just that shows me that you're knowledgeable. Right. And your trouble comes with challenges.
1: Because things will happen when you're traveling. What if you forgot your adapters, which happens? Okay. I don't even know what adapters to use for every country. Think mm-hmm. about as a travel agent, if you're traveling and you show me, hey, I went to Bali, this is the adapter. When okay. I went to Australia, though, it's a different adapter. And I completely
0: forgot about that, but you know now I know.
1: Now I know, or there is this place. That you can buy them for not that expensive. Right? This mm-hmm. is the name if you happen to forget, or right. even you ate something bad, or maybe maybe you made a faux pas. Maybe right. you went to a country and you did say you said something or did something that it's okay in your culture, but in that culture is a no no. You no no. You can say, Listen, I did not know, I got myself in trouble. When you come to this country, do not do mm-hmm. this. Now I'm looking at you I'm like, wow, okay, I'm adding that up to my little notebook not to do that when I'm in that country. And not just that too,
0: but it shows me that you have reached a different level of knowing and, and, and knowledge because now you, you know the different faux Now you know the mistakes that you have made. So now if you're sending me to that place or another place, you're going to make sure that you, you, you research Right. Some of the things that I need to have and some of the things that I don't need. It just shows me that you're in a, a knowing learning space. And I like people who are in a knowing learning space. I don't need you to be perfect, but I need you. I need to know that there, if there's a challenge, you're the person I'm going to call to fix it. Exactly.
1: Because challenges will happen. In the travel in- industry, right. like planes will get delayed. Food will be bad. Hotels. Yes. There are hotels that are nice when the travel agent went. And yes. six months down the line, the, the management not change, so much. something happened and then it's not so nice. What do you do? Because right. it does happen. What do you do? Right. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. So um, let's wrap up by a
0: couple things. So I'm going to ask you three questions. Yes. Um, number one is uh, where, uh, tell me one place that you have gone that completely changed your life.
1: Mm, I've gone to so many places that completely changed my life. I'm gonna be cheesy and say the United States.
0: Oh, look at not, that. not that's and I love that though.
1: And I'm telling you, when I got here, it was like, even though I love my island, this is my heart's home. And I don't think you on. even
0: mentioned where your island
1: was. I can't remember. So, um, Dominican Republic.
0: Ah, the Dominican Republic. Love that place too. All right, that's one. Yep. The other one is uh tell me one book that you have read that has had an impact on your business.
1: Oh my goodness. Um, I read so many books, but the one book that really drove the the point home with storytelling is, um, life's golden ticket by Brendan Bouchard.
0: Oh, I love Brendan Bouchard.
1: It's storytelling. This is not a business book, but it has so many lessons about how you communicate with people and metaphors. Oh my God. You gotta get it. What's it called again? life's golden ticket
0: by brendan Bouchard. Bouchard. yes and the third question is uh where can people find you and drop your social media handles
1: awesome yeah so i like you hang out a lot at instagram so it's the place where i hang out the most so katherine storing you can find me there um you can go to my website KatherineStoring.com, and get all the goodies uh, listen to the podcast uh, get a copy of the book All those things. um, I'm pretty much always on social media.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Instagram is my jam. Love it. Love it. Catherine Storing on Instagram, folks. All right. Thank you, Catherine, for joining us. Um, Thank
1: you. That was fantastic. It was my pleasure. You're such a great interviewer and I hope that your audience got something that's going to help their business and maybe even help them personally as well. Thank you. No
0: problem. And folks, I'll put Catherine's information in the show notes as well as wherever you are listening to this podcast.
1: All right. Thank you
0: guys. Have a good day.